Welcome to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Holbrook. I'm an intuitive astrologer, a spiritual coach, and cosmic teacher. When I learned astrology, it was more like a remembrance, as if I'd done this in many lifetimes before. And it is now my mission to teach you this ancient science in a fun, practical, and grounded way so you can use this magic as a tool to manifest beyond your wildest dreams. Here we cover all topics of the cosmos, like what's going on in the sky and how it will affect you, the zodiac signs and seasons, and how to use this language to understand and fall in love with yourself and become empowered in areas of your life like your purpose, gifts, challenges, and wounds, love, money, relationships, career, and so much more because astrology truly covers everything. Some episodes will be solely on the language of the stars, some intuitive solo episodes, and in others you'll meet inspirational guests. This podcast is a reminder that you are here to co-create with the universe and live in a flow of infinite possibilities. Remember to subscribe and leave a review, and if you want more, join the community over on Patreon where you can get access to astrological manifestations and exclusive content. We are on this journey together, and I'd love to connect with you on Instagram, so say hi at Rise with Natalie. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now go out there and find some magic in today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. Today, I am here with one of my closest friends and one of the best astrologers I know, Rosa DeBoer, and we are going to be talking about the eclipses that are happening this season. We just had our first eclipse, which was a solar eclipse on April 30th, and eclipses bring so much change and newness. So if you've been feeling, you know, crazy or like a lot of stuff has been happening for you, here's why. So we're going to dive into it and just dive into the other energies around. So hello, Rosa. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be (laughs) recording the amazing chats that we always have. So yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, we always do. And it's really funny because Rosa and I just like message each other probably like at least three or four times a week. And we're just like, oh my gosh, how's this going for you? Or like, this is happening. Look at this thing with this person or this, whatever. So it's mm-hmm. it's a really fun relationship. I hope that you guys can all have like a astro bestie too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are definitely my astro bestie. <laughs> yeah. So grateful. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Rosa, 31. I'm from the Netherlands. And I was very fortunate to be born in a very spiritually oriented family. Although very classically, I deviated from that. And I tried to be everything but spiritual for a while. And that that did not really work out for me. So after a lot uh, of change and marriage and divorce and everything, uh, I really stepped into my soul's path. Um, and astrology was already introduced to that path when I was very, very young. But fully embodying it, being an eternal student of it, has been one of the best things in my life. So excited and extremely grateful to be working yeah, as an astrologer and coach and meeting wonderful people like you <laughs> and talking about all of this. So yeah, that's more about me. Yes. So when you left the spiritual path and the spiritual family that you were raised in, what did you go into? Oh, I did. I think 
that I was trying to look for the same type of acceptance and validation that I got within my home outside of it. And, you know, the modern society was very much about temporary accomplishments and not being vague or interested in the unseen or the implied or the felt, the intuitive. So I just tried to be Miss Perfect, you know, studying with honors and wanting to go the checklist route of life and uh, very, very much ignoring all of the spiritual stuff and also my sensitivity in that because I was so scared that people wouldn't be, that I wouldn't be relatable anymore to the people I loved. That was, that was an intense, intense grip, you know, the, the need for that false sense of safety in a way was bigger than the need for me to be truly authentically and spiritually expressed until it flipped and there was no other option anymore. So, yeah. What happened to you when there was no other option? <laughs> well, it's, it, it was an enormous burnout, mm-hmm. like gigantic. Yeah. Uh, and marriage crisis. And then I, I wandered off to Bali, like very eat, pray, lovey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I and very divinely guided. I met up with an, an amazing astrologer over there. And he was like, yo, you know, your Saturn return is coming. So who are you now? And are you willing to solidify this? Because that is the question that Saturn is going to ask you in a couple of years. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot run away from that answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the astrology, the chart and the ongoing astrology in relationship to the chart is just so it's it gives you the perspective to see things in bigger light and with my more esoteric background and that context of the soul being you know this eternal consciousness shifting through all these forms it it was just there was no way I could deny the truth in all of that so yeah. yeah I had to take the steps wow I love it and you know I so resonate with like the being afraid of being seen for who you really are. And I think that it's almost like, and we've talked about this before of the witch wound, right? But also Mm -hmm. there could be any type of wound. It could be anything that maybe you have a little, like for me personally, I have this little theater child inside of me that's like, I want to come out and play and sing and dance and be on the stage. You know, it's like whatever thing that you're like, what will people think? Or am I even brave enough to, to do this and to actually follow that thing that is like so alive within me. It's like, once you do, there's no going back. And that's what like being alive and living is. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny that you mentioned the witch wound because that's definitely an archetypal theme that we see with the current eclipse eclipses that are happening with the Scorpio South node. So it's a good bridge. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Okay. Let's go into it. So should we start with the, um, the Taurus solar eclipse that just occurred on April 30th, which was last Saturday? Yeah, sure. Have you ever touched on what eclipses are like on the pod? No. Why don't you explain it to everybody? Yes. Let's dive into that first. That will give a little bit more context I think to really grasp this concept yeah and I just want everybody to know like grasping concepts like this is partly with the brain and very much partly with just 
feeling and experiencing it. So don't be overwhelmed or like, oh, I don't get what they're talking about. It's it's not about that per se. It helps though. So let's dive into the eclipses. So basically eclipses are events where the moon is involved. And as we know, we have new moons and full moons, uh, you know, moon cycles of 28 days. And the moon is very much, you know, connected to our emotional experience and also our subconscious self. And I like to say that we ebb and flow with the moon as we see the moon wane and wax, right? Now we also have eclipses, meaning with eclipses, we either see a shadow on the moon or with a new moon eclipse, the moon casts a shadow onto the sun. And we experience like four eclipses a year. Uh, so it's, it's definitely an annular thing. Uh, 2020 was crazy. We had six eclipses in 2020, which was like, okay, not surprising. But usually there are four. And eclipses always come in pairs, meaning that we first experience a new moon eclipse. New moon eclipses are always solar eclipses, meaning the moon casts a shadow onto the sun. And then two weeks later, we have the full moon eclipses. And full moon eclipses are always lunar eclipses meaning the earth casts a shadow onto the moon. Now, when, when an eclipse happens, we basically see an alignment between the earth, the sun, and the moon. Otherwise, they cannot cast a shadow, right? They have to be near each other. Mm-hmm. And the, the points or the alignment in which they are near each other to cast shadows, that's always a space in the orbit of the moon Um, And those spaces we call the lunar nodes, the north node and the south node. So just for everybody to know, the north and the south node are not planetary bodies. They're just mathematical points in the orbit of the moon in which these earth, sun and moon are so close that a shadow can occur. That is what eclipses are. But what do they then mean? Because that's what astrology is about. So what I liked, how I like to view the nodes and you can chip in if you want to, I look through an evolutionary astrology lens, meaning what is the evolution of soul through different incarnations? The South Node represents the karma that we are already familiar with, that we already have encountered in past forms, past lives, that we come into this incarnation with. It's like a memory that lives in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And then the North Node, that's always opposite of the South Node. That's a little joke of the universe, of course. That's the polarity, is what we're not familiar with. It's the opposite of what we already know, what we are asked to grow out of, so that we can grow into the invitation of the North Node, the polar opposite of that, what we have to heal and let go of and solve. So it's very karmic. And as you then, let's me wrap up this long story. If you have south node eclipses in this particular sign, we are asked to look at the shadow aspects of that sign to see what karma we can collectively in the collective solve now so that we as a collective can grow into the north node, which there can also be north node eclipses, which is the opposite sign, right? So right now we are experiencing, and that's why it's so deeply intense, we have the South Node in Scorpio, 
Mm-hmm. And the North Node, therefore, in Taurus. So looking into the shadowy aspects of Scorpio, what we're all dealing with or all are asked to really wrestle with is the shadow work of Scorpio, is the regenerative, the deeply, the deep process of the Phoenix, of of burning down, of looking into destructive patterns, looking into where we self-sabotage, looking into how to alchemize. And then we have the eclipses in, in the Taurus, which are like, hey, hello, we want to introduce Taurus themes now. Because Taurus is like, whoa, what is actually valuable? You know, doing the shadow work will reveal what's the actual value, what's actually valuable and where your value lies, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your value culminates the more you experience that you can conquer the shadow work Mm -hmm. so yeah i know that you have been going through some like regenerative cycles and deaths and rebirths so i I would love to hear your experience and maybe also how you can see how those taurus themes are on the other side of that oh my gosh absolutely so yeah i mean for everyone listening to i think it's also really interesting to look at where is Scorpio in your chart? Because yes. that's going to also show you where you're being affected by all of this, you know? So um, for me, I'm a Leo rising and Scorpio rules my house of home. And, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I just posted the other day that basically for the last six weeks, I have been sick and I have been sick at home in bed, <laughs> you know, like, it has been feeling the most scorpionic. And, and this is why it's scorpionic because Scorpio likes to be private. It likes to have the window shut. It doesn't like for other people to really be in its business and know what's going on. And I'll tell you, it's interesting because you know I've, I've run my Instagram account since 2017, so five years. And it was the first time in those five years that I was like, I have zero desire to post online. Like it was almost like I needed to shed everything I needed to. And I didn't really, I don't have notifications on my phone anymore. Like if someone sends me a message, I have to go in and open up messages or open up WhatsApp to see it. And I actually recommend everybody does that because it's really nice. It's like, you get to choose when people want to talk to you. Um, but you know, it's like the Scorpio piece was that I had to clear and get rid of so many things, which was really painful to be honest. And to be really clear, even a lot of these things that I had to get rid of, I even had to pay to get rid of. I had to break a contract with something that was a very expensive thing to say, I actually have to get rid of this. And that's what Scorpio is, is that it can be so painful. It's like painful to let go of. It's really about letting go. It's about what can we strip away from so that you can get to the core essence of who you are, of what is waiting to be released, of what is waiting to be shown and viewed so that then we can see the light and the truth of what it is. And I know even for me that when I started my business and really even over the last four years of, I was studying nutrition for a while, I was just so busy and I kind of covered a lot of my own shadows and I did this unconsciously and we all move through life doing this unconsciously that we're so, so, so busy because this is the world that we live in of being busy, of being online, of being fast paced that we don't realize that there's this piece of us that's dying to be healed. 
that that is literally dying. You know, it's like, I want to come out and be seen. And if you could only move past this one thing, this one block that's probably from your childhood that you're unaware of, that then you can move into the next level or the next initiation of your life and of who you're really here to evolve into. And so, you know, pretty much for the whole past four years, and I've done a lot of shadow work, so I've seen these things, but I still was running so fast that I didn't have time to fully let certain aspects of these go. Like some of them did, like my binge eating disorder has gone away. A lot of things about my relationships with my parents or the way that I view myself have gone. But this time it was like, you're so busy and you're so um, almost like numbing yourself with distractions that all of the sudden in March, I came back from a trip to Mexico and I was just floored. Like I had to stay in bed and it was six weeks of this being in bed of being sick of having adrenal fatigue um, is what I was diagnosed with. And it's like, it's a death. It's truly a death. It's like that part of me being busy and of saying yes to everything, of booking myself, of spreading myself too thin, which all, by the way, as I was doing this, everyone was like, yeah, you're so great. Congratulations. You're going, you know, so I'm getting applauded for all of this. So my ego is like, yes. And I'm going to, you know, hire on these new clients and I'm going to do this and I'm going to have my name and 17 magazine. And I'm going to like make this much money. And that is not our truth. That is not our true self. And Scorpio and the eclipse come in to just wash it all out and wipe it all out. So that's, that's what mine has been. And to the point of like losing all of my energy within my adrenals and not only losing my energy, but having there be a lack of secretion of dopamine and of my, you know, the normal hormones that we need to be able to get out of bed and to feel happy throughout the day. I was in a really, really dark, deep depression, not feeling suicidal, but definitely feeling like, what's the point of life? Like, what's the point of, of my life? And that's classic Scorpio energy because it wants you to get real with yourself. It wants you to get real with what am I really, you know, and, and it's going to show you in the toughest way. It's the toughest version of love because it, it's going to strip you of being power hungry or of anything that is not raw and real and authentic. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I know that a lot of people are going through that too. And the thing too is like, it's not like I was like, oh, I'm going to make this amount of like millions and I'm going to step on people. Not at all. Everything was really in this name of love. And that's why there's so much of this is what's beneath the surface. It's so subconscious. We don't realize what it is. And we think we're on the right path. We feel in our heart that it feels good, but then all of a sudden it's like the universe has another plan for you. And so I think specifically with the solar eclipse and especially because this is in Scorpio, it's like the word is surrender. The word is surrender and like allow yourself to be in the shadows and be okay being in the shadows and know that there is light, there will be light and that we have to just stop what we're doing, give ourselves a pause, give yourself what you need and not be afraid to look at the darkness because when we look at the darkness, that's when we can actually see the healing that needs to occur. And then the light comes. Yes. That's really beautiful, right? It's there's always duality. There's always polarity. 
And we tend to just want to be on the light side. But the thing is, we cannot really see the light if we don't see the dark. Yeah. So, and also, Scorpio is ruled in in modern astrology by Pluto. Mm -hmm. Pluto is all about purging and the underworld. And yeah, purging is like really descriptive of your experience. And then on the other side, we have Taurus ruled by Venus. Mm Mm-hmm which is way lighter. You can interpret Venus in different ways, but in your case, the money thing is actually really fitting, right? Mm-hmm. Like what what doesn't what needs to be purged for you to make more money in a more sustainable Taurus way? Mm-hmm. That's actually more fulfilling. And and that's the thing too. Like the nodes right now in Scorpio Taurus, that is for everybody. It's the collective but if you, mm-hmm. so in the collective, we also see a lot of purging and healing necessary in our money systems, in our power systems, Pluto, and then going towards, you know, Taurus, like sustainable food sources are needed, sustainable way of uh, economy. There's so much going on. Uranus is in Taurus too. Oh, there's all these new things of money going on. But then if we want to interpret this more personally, which I think is more interesting for us as individuals listening to this podcast, like Natalie says, go into your chart and see what areas are affected. It might be helpful to give my example too. Like I'm a Scorpio rising. So uh, South Node in my first house, Yes. you know, who am I? How do I relate to myself? And then North Node Taurus in the seventh house. How do I relate to other people? Then the question for me with this axis is what version of me that no longer serves me can I let go of? What shadow parts of myself do I need to embrace and look at for me to have a sort of a renewed sense of self-worth that can help me navigate relationships in a healthy way, in a sustainable way, which is Taurus. Mm-hmm. and wow those eclipses deliver because it's yeah. like the universe serves right up like hey here's a new relationship for you hey this is something about your ego that wants to be looked at go handle it go go look at it go purge go be deep <laughs> yeah it's been really interesting also one thing that might be nice to um explain a little bit further is So we have new moon eclipses, solar eclipses, which just was one in Taurus. Mm -hmm. And then we have the 16th of May, the full moon eclipse, which will be in Scorpio, right? Mm -hmm. So this means that we have, we're dealing with like a new moon and a full moon on steroids. And I would also like to mention that a normal moon cycle, which is just 28 days, You know, this is like the eclipse. It's like not 28 days. The new start that comes with a solar eclipse that we just had in Taurus. So a new soul theme being like opened up like, hey, this is a way for you to make more sustainable money or be more sustainably in relationship. The effects of that ebb for way longer than a normal lunar cycle. Mm. Can The energy can last up to six months. Mm -hmm. I like to make these... um, I like to use this metaphor. Maybe not everybody's familiar with the tarot, but in the tarot, you have the major arcana, 
and the minor arcana cards. And the major arcana cards are like the soul themes that are playing out, the bigger undercurrents in life that take longer, that we're not always as conscious of, aware of. And then yeah. the minor arcana cards are like, this is what's happening now, right? So the eclipses are like the major arcana cards. So yeah. maybe a soul theme came in like silently on the 30th with the new moon eclipse in Taurus. That is already inviting you, North Node, into more sustainable um, um, self-worth or more sustainable ways of providing for yourself. Mm -hmm. But you're like, hey, where's this big fanfare? This is like an eclipse, right? No, just wait, because it ebbs out. And you will you will see it will pick up momentum over like the coming months to come. And now you just that invitation for this new soul theme to arrive into your life just entered. And then now the 16th, we will have a full moon eclipse, full light on our subconscious with a south note asking us to really go deep perch, to really surrender and let go. Some things might come up out of your subconscious. You're like, whoa, like this memory of a past life is now even like touched on. This is like big stuff, big revelations. And I don't know about you, but I've been exhausted already. Like I'm always extra. Again, the South Node is on my ascendant. So that's the physical, right? I'm physically drained already from all the things that are bubbling up in my dreams, all the symbolism that comes my way. It's, it's intense. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and I think that that is such a great and brilliant explanation and thing to remember that. It's not like, okay, on April 30th or on May 16th, this is happening. So there must be this big event that's happening that day. Not at all. It's like, that is just what's setting the energy and the tone yes. for then these new events to occur. And like you said, that all of the subconscious things are going to be coming up. So I think that a really good thing for everybody to be doing during this time is do the healing work, do the shadow work, you know, now that you know that you have this energy, you know, really dive deep into your soul and say, what is it that's wanting to come out? And sometimes we don't know. So this is why it's really good to work with either a therapist, a coach, a healer, somebody who can help you to kind of extrapolate that information out. And then you can go through it. You know, I actually yesterday just had one of the most incredible healing sessions of my life. It was a three hour session. And for the first two hours, I pretty much gave this woman my whole life story, like all of my timelines told her about all of my relationships and, you know, everything always starts when you're a child. And so you look at your relationship with your mom, your dad, or whoever was your caregiver. Um, your, it was interesting. We looked at my teacher when I was eight years old and then we looked at my most significant relationship. And then we looked at what's been happening in my life right now. And as I was doing that, we, um, you know, there were only a few things that actually did make me cry. So it's really interesting if you were to, for anybody listening, if you were to do this at home and write down, what are these relationships? What are the things that are still really triggering to me or that I am sad about or anything like that? And then what we did was we did an hour of a tapping session and tapping for me, emotional freedom technique, if, if you guys aren't um, familiar with it, is that you're tapping on different points in your body that are um, basically talking to your subconscious to release certain ways and to reprogram certain ways of being. 
And so this woman had this whole narrative for me of, you know, even though I feel this way or whatever, this is what's true. And you can get different scripts and you can get all these things online if you YouTube it or look at EFT. Um, but it was the most powerful session I've ever had. And I've had a lot of sessions, but it was an hour of going through this. And so that's something I want to share with you guys that, you know, try out any of these modalities that are tapped in and tied to your subconscious because Scorpio energy is all about that subconscious. And so it's really important to, to dive in there and to get help. And then I think that um, because this also is Taurus, it's really about taking care of yourself and putting yourself as like my self-worth is because I just exist. It's not about how much money I make, how many friends I have, how many followers on Instagram. I mean, especially with Taurus right now, Taurus is so much about what we feel and what we can touch and what we see. So, you know, social media and the number of followers and likes and all of that, you guys are going to feel, and I know I've personally felt this, I don't, like you'll have to let me know if you feel this too, but it's like, I'm becoming so unattached by th from things that I can't touch. If I can't touch it, I'm like, eh. like, I know that I'm making an impact, but there's this piece of me that's like, I want physical, I want real, I want to see the result in person. I want to see that smile on their face, or I want to be able to hold that flower or whatever it might be. And that's Taurus. So it's really this beautiful energy of bridging the subconscious, the shadow, the darkness, and the beauty in the breakdown with everything of value. And that's what these two opposite forces are. And it's very, um, it's just so raw and real and it's very sensual. Taurus is all about the sensuality and the beauty and the flowers and like the indulgence and the luxury. And Scorpio is like, let's just get in there and let's fuck, you know? And like, it's really raw and sexual and um, yeah, they're both very romantic. So it's almost kind of like, how can you romance yourself a little bit as you're going through all of these transitions that are about to be coming up because they're gonna come up for everybody. Yes, they will. And, and, it, and it's very relational. Yes, I like that. It's very relational. And I, it doesn't even matter if you're in a, like a romantic relationship or not. It's very relational in the sense of what is my relationship to life? Mm. Like, am I like really intimate with life or am I holding back? Yes. That's very scorpionic, right? And also, to, yeah, it's, it's like two sides of the same. Also, one thing that comes up in my mind as I hear you talk um, is like, where Taurus in its really beautiful, exalted meaning can be like abundance, right? Like beautiful abundance. And then sometimes we're so afraid to let go of certain things, to shed this, the, the snake skin. Yes. But we have to in order to go to the other side and receive the abundance. We need to make space for that. And that is, that can feel like terrifying sometimes. And that journey on the axis of Scorpio to Taurus is what we will all feel in one way or another in the relationship to ourselves, in relationships to others, in relationship to life, to the physical, the material, in all those facets. And, you know, the nodes, they travel through the signs like 18 months at a time. And uh, I think they moved in there like in December of 2021. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, now with eclipse season in, in April, May, this is like the hello, here we are. And then we'll go into it. You know, in November, we will have two more of them. So this whole year and a little bit further into 2023, this this team will be the the energetic undercurrent of the processes that we are in and that you might feel like and especially now like popping up more and yeah i really hope that this was like in some way helpful for for people listening of you know like tapping into oh the bigger themes that we had we see reflected back at us in our reality Mm -hmm. absolutely and you guys might be changing the way like you said that we um, are, there could be changes in the way that you're providing for yourself or in the way that you're making money because Taurus is so much tied to money. And with that mm-hmm. comes all of our scarcity stories. So this is also, yes. you know, if we really go deeper into the themes of Taurus, it's like, what is, what is it that you feel that there's a lack of? Why don't you feel mm-hmm. abundant? What are you holding on to? Where are you afraid to spend money on yourself or on, you know, your health or on whatever that is? And can you just have that faith and that trust, that kind of Scorpio trust of like, I'm going to hold on to this and hold on to that faith that even if I have to spend this money or if I have to let go of this relationship or, or create a new relationship or create new habits for myself, that I'm still going to be taken care of. So yeah, that's, that's a good way to end this one. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you, Rosa, so much. And we will be back on again. I've loved having you on. Um, so we'll yeah. be back on again to do some more um, cosmic updates. And I would love to. Yes. Yes. And tell everybody how they can follow you and get in touch with you. Yeah. So if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Rosa DeBoer. Um, and yeah, I have, so I'm Dutch, but on my website, rosadboer.com, I have a, like an English tab in the menu and all my offerings, everything is English. So if you want to know more, you can always find me there. And I'm always delighted to connect and help you out in finding, you know, your next best, best step. Yeah. Yes. And Rosa is incredible. You guys, I learned so much from Rosa too. So love you, sister. Thank you for being Thank on. Thank you. Love yeah. you too. Yeah. I hope everybody has a transformative eclipse season. Bye, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cosmic Earth Podcast. If you did, share it with your soul family and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And if you want to stop playing small and step further into living the life you know you came here for, send me a message over on Instagram at risewithnatalie. And make sure to follow along for cosmic inspiration and guidance from the stars. Thank you guys again for listening and go out there and find some magic today.